Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Another big story this week was the demonstration by students here and around the country demanding improved school safety and stricter gun control. There were observed, they were, I should say, observing the one-month anniversary of the Parkland, Florida shooting. We have a couple of elements to discuss here and two reporters who have covered the story from different angles. Ryan Delaney is our education reporter. Chad Davis is our race and culture fellow, and he covers those two areas. Thanks, gentlemen, for being with us. Good, Good to, to have see you. you Chad, let me begin with you. You were out in the street, as was Ryan. Uh, what's your takeaway from what you saw earlier this week? Yes, it was really interesting. Um, I primarily was helping out and covering Cardinal Ritter School, and the students there tended to, or they, they marched actually from the school through Lindell, and they came to uh, St. Francis Xavier College, where they had a lot of different um, um, posters and they are protesting there. And primarily, I mean, the message was trying to stop, you know, school violence in regards to firearms. Um, And so one of the things that I thought was interesting about what they were doing is they also kind of tied it to Black Lives Matter, and they also kind of tied it to um, violence within the community. So not only were they protesting, you know, the violence in schools from school shootings, but they were also protesting violence within, you know, their own environments as well. Do you think the size of the the student crowds met expectations? I would say so. It was a very large um, group of people. I don't have a number, unfortunately, of how large it was, but um, they had most of the school. It was most of the school, yes, and they had a police escort as well that um, also was surrounding them as they marched down Lindell. So it was a very large number. Ryan, what was your take on it? So I went to Maplewood Richmond Heights, um, their high school and, and junior high school in one building, and it was a very different event um, and one that a couple other schools in the area, uh, an approach that they took with this being more of a memorial. Um, students set up 17 white chairs in the middle of the football field in front of the school um, with a photo and a name of each of the victims from Florida. Students walked out after uh, an announcement on the intercom uh, at, at 10 a.m. and stood on the field. There was a prayer read and uh, a poem and uh, each of the names of the victims read off as uh, roses were placed on the chairs. Um, a, a teacher then, you know, briefly kind of told students to to reach out to each other and you know a, a message of community building and support for for fellow classmates who may be going through a hard time. Um, and after about 17 minutes, which was the length of most of these walkouts here in St. Louis and around the country, uh, a majority of the students returned to class. But um, it was some very powerful moments, I think, afterward, a number of students staying behind and, and very emotional and, um, you know, just taking a moment to themselves to pray or, or, or to cry or, or hug a classmate. And, um, you know, I did hear one teacher um, kind of corral a, a number of those kids uh, afterward and, you know, to take them inside and, and speak with some counselors. So, you know, kids are having a hard time with this and grappling with it. Are any of them going to be punished? There was some talk about that possibility. <clears throat> there was, and it was definitely a, a difficult balancing act for uh, school districts. Um, no one at Maplewood Richmond Heights, the, the school leadership and administration was supportive of this, um, did have students have permission slips signed, especially for some of the younger grade levels. Uh, messages went out to parents there and at a, a number of other districts. There were some warnings at a, a few schools for any sort of unsanctioned events and encouraging um, kids to work with their school, which most did. Um, schools had a very long heads up about this and knew this day was coming, so it was not something unannounced. And so school 
schools tried to plan events um, such as memorials or, or sanctioned marches and walkouts um, that then also um, were part of a broader day of discussion or day of action or, um, you know, I think, Chad, you, we mentioned in our story that um, also review of, of school safety policy. Did you run into the discipline issue at all, Chad? No, because it was sanctioned still at uh, Cardinal Ritter. So I didn't see any issues of that. Um, Kind of what Ryan just mentioned as well, though, was afterwards they did discuss um, some policies that they wanted changed. Um, I wasn't there for that. But a lot of students did participate in kind of what they wanted to see different. I want to turn to another story now, Ryan, that you did this week. Very, very interesting story, Mm -hmm. given all the discussion about arming school teachers in schools across the country. Yes. We're actually doing that here in Missouri in some cases. They are. Going back to about 2013, which was uh, a few months after the uh, Sandy Hook uh, shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. Yeah. So what did you find out? So it was interesting. Um, There are – I don't have a hard number. Um, School districts are many of them kind of reserved at – um, disseminating a lot of information in terms of number of faculty or how many school districts. But there are a, a handful of school districts, particularly in um, kind of the Howell County, West Plains area of um, South Central Missouri. This is an area, um, you know, that's very rural, very close to the Arkansas border, where um, you have a number of what would be considered K-8 schools, these one-building schools with two to 300 students and um, Going back about three or four years, have decided to um, arm faculty through a training program with a, a local security contractor called Shield Solutions that's based in West Plains. And, and the uh, reason for this appears to be, if I understand the story correctly, that if there were an incident in some of these schools, it would take law enforcement a long time to get there. Yeah, again, these are very rural parts of um, of the state where there's a county sheriff's department and that's about it. Um, I talked to one superintendent who has not uh, armed his staff, but the sheriff's office is on the other side of um, the city of West Plains from his school district. So, you know, it could be 10 minutes before a police officer gets there, um, which is a, a long response time. And, um, Hiring school resource officers is expensive. In most cases, a school district is responsible for 70 to 75% of the cost of um, that police officer. And these are schools that are dealing with tight budgets. Who, who are these school resource officers? So school resource officers typically are um, members of the local police department, the city or, or a county police department um, that do go through, in most cases, additional training in terms of being in a school um, it's something that existed before the Columbine shooting in, in 1999, but has really taken off in prevalence and a very common sight in particularly urban or suburban schools. But um, only about a quarter of schools in the country have school resource officers. The, uh, how, how do the teachers feel about, uh, about being armed? So broadly, teachers unions oppose this, that being um, the NEA or the AFT, the big national teacher organizations have both come out and said that they do not support this. Uh, the Missouri State Teachers Association, which represents a number of teachers in the state, also opposed this, saying that this isn't the job of teachers. Teachers went into teaching to educate and to not be security officers. Um, again, those are broad blanket statements, so I, I can't speak for every single teacher, but that's the, the general feeling among 
um, teachers. But it really is a, it's a very different mindset in urban areas where, one, gun violence might be more of what people think about when they think of guns versus hunting or military service that you have in other parts of the state. Um, so different relationship with firearms that um, faculty and students have in different parts of Missouri. It would seem to me that uh, a certain degree of training would have to be necessary for teachers who, even though they're from rural communities, may not be well-versed in firearms. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Shield <laughs> Solutions provides, it's an initial 40-hour or one-week course, and then um, three days of training on top of that um, after their initial certification, and then three full days of training every year that they are um, contractors of Shield Solutions. Um, the CEO of that company told me that during that process, it's active shooter training um, and a number of other high-stress scenarios. Uh, teachers are firing thousands of or staff members. It's not necessarily teachers. Um, fire thousands and thousands of rounds of training. So these are not people who um, get their concealed carry permit and three days later are carrying a weapon in a school. You know, the thing that you always hear in conjunction with this, uh, this particular part of the story is that uh, when law enforcement does arrive and they see somebody with a gun, they might take action against that person, but that person might be a teacher. Yeah, there is certainly the risk of um, confusion. Um, school resource officers, um, you know, the, the National School Resource Officer Association does not like this idea. Um, they oppose it, too, as part of that um, reason that you met, just mentioned, among others. Um, it, you know, it, obviously, the, the higher prevalence of, of weapons um, does lead to the possibility of accidents. And we've heard about some of those in the past few weeks. Um, some uh, school resource officer, I believe in Virginia, that accidentally just discharged his weapon um, in some incidents in, in Georgia and California. Um, hard to know if that's an increase or just, you know, people being hypersensitive to it. Um, so there is that concern of just the the in the pandemonium of a, a mass shooter event. Um, and that's something that teachers brought up too um, in, in some interviews that I have heard just during that chaos of, you know, the risk of hitting an innocent student too if they were to exchange gunfire um, in a chaotic situation. Now you mentioned some incidents in various classrooms just a day or two ago. There was that incident in California where a well-trained teacher was uh, do- teaching a public safety class and uh, his 9-millimeter Glock went off and put a hole in the ceiling and, and slightly injured a student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, again, I will say that all the superintendents that I talked to who went through this program um, with Shield Solutions feel very confident in the training, the level of training. And, um, you know, Greg Martin, the CEO that I spoke with of Shield Solutions, um, very much is a believer of his training um, and makes the argument that the training that he is putting school faculty through is specific to active shooter situations in a school building, um, whereas you know a police officer has so many duties and training is so all-encompassing. Um, so it makes the argument that these are very highly, very specifically trained individuals. How do parents and students feel about it? So uh, students that I spoke to around the St. Louis area um, – do not like this um, idea of having their teachers armed. Um, think it's a little scary. I talked to a number of teacher uh, students who want more school resource officers, um, and that's something that school district leaders here are also speaking with. Um, I did. I did not speak to any students um, or, or or teachers um, in some of these rural parts of um, the area. Um, some of the superintendents I spoke to are former principals and, and classroom teachers. Um, 
one teach one school district, uh, Crocker, um, kind of north of Fort Leonard Wood, um, their school board ap- approved this um, idea of having um, staff uh, trained uh, just about two weeks after the shooting in Parkland. And the superintendent there was very emphatic that um, this is open to all staff members and actually only administrators have approached him and not any classroom teachers and that there are definitely certain classroom teachers, particularly um, at the elementary level where, um, you know, there's a high chance of physical contact. Um, you know, kids hug their teachers in, in first, second grade. So it would not be a situation at which a teacher would have a, a concealed weapon on them. Well, this is something President Trump wants to happen. We'll yes. wait and see how far it goes. Ryan Delaney, thank you. You're welcome, Don. I thank Ryan and also Chad Davis and Jason Rosenbaum for taking us behind the headlines today. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.